we're going to do something kind of unusual tonight with this. Most uh, There are a lot of major feasts of the church here where there are separate readings that can be used the night before for what's called the Vigil Mass. In this day and age, that's hardly ever done because usually the priests and the music ministers and everybody else are doing the Masses that night and the next day, and they don't want to do two sets. But because of circumstances, this is our major Mass. So we're going to do the Vigil readings tonight. And if you have celebrated this feast throughout your life, you might be a little surprised at the readings that are given to us tonight. We're used to hearing a reading from Revelation about the vision of the woman in the stars and the dragon. And we're used to hearing the story of John the Baptist leaping in his mother's womb when the pregnant Mary comes to visit Elizabeth. Instead, we're going to hear about someone else leaping for joy. King David, dancing offering sacrifices as the Ark of the Covenant is brought into the city of Jerusalem. And we're going to take a look at how St. Luke makes a lot of subtle connections between Mary, especially on this feast, and the Ark of the Covenant. I'm learning, though, for these major feast days, the reading that you really want to listen to to figure out what's going on is the second reading. So pay attention to that one, too. Let us give thanks to God who gives us the victory over death through our Lord Jesus Christ. It has been 144 years since it was declared at Vatican I the doctrine of papal infallibility. And only once in 144 years has a pope spoken ex cathedra to make an infallible statement. And that was November 1st, of 1950, when Pope Pius XII declared the assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary into heaven as a dogma of the Catholic Church. Now, to be clear, Pius XII did not just wake up one day and say, hey, I can do this. This sounds like a good idea. No. The belief that Mary was assumed into heaven is a belief that goes back to the early years of Christianity. We know that there were liturgical celebrations to celebrate this by the 5th century. Pius XII, in consultation with the bishops of the world, determined that the belief about Mary's assumption was so central to salvation history that it should be considered a dogma of the church. Now, if you tell that to your neighbors in East Tennessee, they will find this very odd. And they will ask at least three questions. One, where is the assumption mentioned in the Bible? Two, do Catholics worship Mary? And three, you say that there's a doctrine about Mary that is central to salvation? Well, let's answer the first question first. Why is the assumption not mentioned in the Bible? Well, the answer is, why would it be? Every book of the Bible was written for a specific purpose. And none of the books of the New Testament were written to teach us about Mary. In telling the story of Jesus Christ, Luke presents Mary as a role model, as the first Christian. But he drops a lot of hints that she is something more than that. Mary is overshadowed by the power of the Holy Spirit when she conceives Jesus. When she visits Elizabeth, Elizabeth Elizabeth asks, how does this happen that the mother of my Lord should come to me? 
Mary stays in the hill country of Judah for three months. In the Old Testament, there is one item that is overshadowed by the cloud of God's Spirit. It's the Ark of the Covenant, that fancy container holding the most sacred objects of the Jewish people, including the stone tablets on which are written the Ten Commandments. And David, upon receiving the Ark, says, How can the Ark of the Lord come to me? And before he takes possession of it, he leaves the Ark for three months in the hill country of Judah, a short walk from where Elizabeth lived centuries later. Luke makes it clear, Mary is the Ark of the New Covenant. She literally holds God's promise, God's very word, within her body for nine months. So, that's the first question. The second question, do Catholics worship Mary? No, just as Israelites didn't worship the Ark. We venerate Mary as we venerate the other saints. We honor Mary and the saints for two reasons. First, because they are models of how we are to be Christian disciples. And secondly, because they are mirrors for how we are to understand the nature of Christ. Mary's assumption into heaven by the power of God mirrors Christ's own ascension under his own power. As always... As our great theologian, Dr. Ruth Queen Smith, says, Mary points the way to Christ. Now, the last question. Why is this belief central to our salvation? Well, to answer that, we need to think of Mary not so much as a mirror, but as a role model. We believe that Mary, a human being, is in heaven body and soul. But as Jesus said today, blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it. We believe that we're going to get to heaven too, body and soul. Now, it's a lot easier for us to believe that only our souls will have eternal life away from our bodies. The resurrection of the body, our bodies, is much harder to believe because we can't comprehend how in the world that's going to work. We're no different than the early Corinthians who believed that Jesus Christ had been resurrected from the dead, but they didn't believe that they would also be resurrected. And so the 15th chapter of Paul's first letter to the Corinthians addresses that doubt head on. In the portion we heard tonight, he says, we are clothed in the immortality of baptism so that our mortal bodies can share in Christ's victory over death. Interestingly, the letter to the Hebrews says that there were three items in the Ark of the Covenant. The tablets of the Ten Commandments, I think a lot of us know that, but these other two, I didn't know this until I was researching last night. Uh, The priestly rod of Aaron, the Levitical priest, and an urn, holding some manna in it. Fascinating. Both the Ark of the Old Covenant that David danced before and Mary, the Ark of the New Covenant, held God's very word, the true symbol of priesthood, and the bread from heaven. We celebrate tonight that the Ark of the New Covenant assumes its rightful place in heaven. 
And through that, we celebrate that Christ has given us victory over death. Our bodies are good, and we struggle to believe that. But most of us can believe that Mary was good. And our belief that Mary is in heaven, body and soul, gives us strength to believe that we too will be there. So before we receive the bread from heaven once again at this Mass, we will declare in our creed together that we believe in the resurrection of our bodies and our life in the world to come. Amen.